you are now about to witness the awesome uh, a crushing uh, might of the you S. Robinson show stop welcome my friends the show that seemingly never ends oh wow what did i number this show <laughs> how come i can't remember how come i can't remember i'll take a look right now i'll tell you Ah, oh, here we go version number two eleven eugene s robinson no stopper excuse me while i am your host eugene s robinson thank you mr is um, and uh, we got a lot to talk about on this show. Ah, 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 ah. In, up to and including me winning the week and the vicious argument we got into this morning. Uh, uh, as you well know, care don't care about what happened at 273. But before that, let's let Bob Riley sing us in as he has once a week since 2007. Intro all of nothing. Band is Stigmata. Song is called the record's called The Calling of the Just. Bob Riley sings it. Listen, listen well. Still available from Revelation Records in Hunter California, where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot you to death at a nightclub, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. But I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. So being paid back and for always nothing. Yeah, welcome, my friends. Oh, ooh, I got some. Uh, I have some treats on this show. Uh, welcome to uh, show two. Hey, eleven. Uh, which is almost like that band 311, which I can't, I have to honestly admit, I have never heard. Mm, yeah, but we're going to get to that. Mr. Tico, we're going to get to that. Uh, you know, I, I, mm, sorry. These are pistachio nuts in there. Great. I hate pistachio ice cream or pistachio pudding or pistachio pie. But pistachio nuts. All right. First, the commercials. Let's get them out of the way. A Pinko, P-I-N-K-O-95014 at yahoo.com. That is a PayPal address. Uh, 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 Patreon.com, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Your connection is unstable. Please wait while we try reconnecting. Oh, it's going to be one of those shows, huh? Okay, now, now we're back. I'm so. This friend of mine is having problems with her neighbor. Yeah, I'm back. All right, good. She's having problems with the neighbor. 
And did I finish with the commercials? Yes, I did. You can send it like Tommy Pounds the old-fashioned way. The good news is, the good news is, I just got an email from the tax guy. I'm not getting raped this year. Ah, 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 ah. Knock on wood. Knock on something wooden. I'm not getting uh, raped this year tax-wise. Um, so that's that's good. Or or that means I had more expenses than not. So I have this friend. And, uh, and you know, if you read my... Yeah, I'm unstable. If you read my uh, piece, uh, uh, Stomping Out Rape, literally, you know that uh, I'm... Uh, like the AC from Crime Faces said, I'm on that overreactive Brooklyn shit, right? I'm on that... <laughs> I'm, I'm on that... I'm on that overreactive Brooklyn shit, right? Somebody tells me this guy is bothering me. I'm not making with the long talk. I'm hitting or I'm egging the guy on to hit me first if it's a public venue so then I can defend myself. And that's the way the deal is. So a friend of mine says, listen, I know this sounds crazy, but my next door, na- my across the hall neighbor is putting pumpkin seeds on my on my my doormat. And he keeps moving them closer and closer to the door. Three pumpkin seeds. Now, you know, you do realize I had a friend, another friend, who screamed bloody murder. We were roommates. And I go into his room and everything is swinging. He had a loft, a desk on top of a loft. Below he had a waterbed. He had a cutout with a swing chair over the cutout. And that chair is going back and forth like crazy. I go, what the fuck you doing? You all right? And he goes, did you, did you see him? I go, what do you mean? Did you, did you, did you, did you, you know, what, what did you, what do you mean? He goes, did you see him? And I go, see who? That guy. I go, what guy? Go, well, apparently there was a guy who was about three feet tall with a Hitler mustache. I'm not fucking joking right now. He's telling me this. A guy who's three feet tall with a Hitler mustache who had appeared materialized over his loft and was coming toward him. He looked like Hitler. So this three foot tall Hitler, did he mean you ill? He's like, yeah. Now you guys might be laughing, but I have to tell you, I was staring into the face of real mortal fear and terror. Right? Real mortal fear and terror. This guy was not fucking around. Enough so that I was scared off of mocking him, which would have been my, I go, how do you know he was meant you ill? He was coming toward me like this. I go, how was he moving through space? And he starts to mimic somebody like they're doing, like they're swimming, kicking their feet. And then he sort of started to realize that it was a little bit ridiculous. All right. Flash forward to the guy. He made the newspapers with this one. He was hiking and fell off of a cliff, almost killed himself. Him and another guy. Independent verification. So he's in the hospital. He comes back. and go, man, what the fuck happened to you out there? He goes, I read about you in the newspaper. What happened? He goes, a big, a big bat-winged black creature came out of the night and attacked me. I go, was it an owl? He goes, it was not an owl. I know what an owl looks like. I go, what did it look like if it what didn't look like an owl? He goes, it looked like a manta ray. I go, you mean those things that swim in the water? He goes, yes. Now, you understand, at this point, you can either choose to disbelieve everything he says, 
with the handy dandy explanation that he's out of his mind or you choose to believe him. I don't think I need to say that he was in a period where he was using isolation tanks and taking lots of psychoactive drugs. That's not material because many of us have taken isolation tanks and haven't had, but the guy was a wrestler. And in his extra body, in his extra body adventures, you know, a wrestler's desire is to control. There's a certain amount of chaos in stand-up. And punching, there's a certain amount of chaos. It doesn't exist with with with, with wrestling. It's yeah, I mean, you know, Greco, yeah, yeah, but it's it's all about control. And indeed, the guy was an engineer. So when he was going into these outer realms, his desire was to control. I went to those same outer realms, but I'm like Lance in Apocalypse Now. What's the matter with Lance, man? He's acting kind of weird. Oh, he dropped acid far out. I'm just, I'm open. Whatever. I'm not out to control my reality. I'm not out to wrestle anything to the floor. I see a three-foot-high Hitler. I go, hi, Hitler. I... But I asked Paul, the other guy who got knocked off the cliff, an Australian cat, I go, what happened out there? He's like, I don't know. You look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. Uh-huh. So so, so what I say is, I, I, I say, okay, maybe the pumpkin seeds are a reality. And she's like, you know, I'm really nervous about this guy. There's... And then, and, 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 and then she says to the guy, uh, so I, I keep cleaning up the pumpkin seeds. They keep reappearing. Then my mat was moved. You know, you know, you rub your feet on your mat before you get your place. And then he pissed in front of the door. What do you mean he pissed in front of the door? She goes, you know, uh, I hear water. And then I look out and he's cleaning. So I go, you put, got to put in a camera. And she's like, yeah. I go, you know what? Let me, what's this guy look like? Because now I'm gone. Now, this is not overreactive Brooklyn shit. I've had three occasions now to hear that this, things are rotten in Denmark. Okay. So she goes, Well, the guy clearly, he gets up at four in the morning. I don't know what he does. Maybe he goes to the gym, but he's about four inches taller than you and about 80 pounds heavier. Cue the clown music. <laughs> Eugene is not about to go swinging on some guy who's 300 pounds and uh, uh, two, uh, six foot four over some fucking pumpkin seeds. But that doesn't mean Eugene doesn't go over there. Eugene goes over there with the cover of the Boonwell record. If you've seen the cover of the Boonwell record, you know the reference I'm taking, I'm making. Right? So, uh, 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 you know, she's leaving. She's going. Uh, she's gone. The guy's moving out. He's moving out. He does, he's moving out May 1st. And so she's going to just about, just abandon, abandon the house. Boom. Gone. My point behind this story is that your version of reality 
unhindered and uninhabited by realistic boundaries could have you all over the place. You might wake up one day and say, I'll kill them all. And, and let me tell you, to tie off the story in a better way, I have a very close relative who was in a very similar situation. His girlfriend says, oh, my God, my sister's being beaten up by her, her boyfriend. We got to go over there and save her. Huh? So he says, okay, my God, we go over. So he's not that big of a guy, maybe five foot six, five foot seven, maybe 155 pounds. The boyfriend is like 6'2", 220, and he's liquored up. It's in the Bronx somewhere. So he says, listen, man, we just, she just wants to get her stuff. She just wants to leave. You guys like, fuck you, fuck you, start John. He comes for him. The smaller guy, the guy who's very close to me, pulls out a knife because he figures the guy will make a visual identification with the knife, but the liquored up brain doesn't do that. The henny-infused brain does not do that. A struggle ensues. The guy falls to the floor, stabbed in the heart, dead. The guy who's very close to me calls the cops. Says, ah, I just saved saved this woman. This guy was going to kill her. And he says, he's dead now. But they're like, he's dead. Well, yeah, you know, because there was a struggle. And they go, well, you know, uh, we got to arrest you. I mean, you got a body. We got to get a body. So he figures, he goes to, you know, he gets, okay. Okay. I'm going to beat this. In court, they say, well, what happened? And he tells the story the way he told me the story. I, oh, my God, my sister's being beaten up. And the judge says, what would you do then? Well, I grabbed my keys. I grabbed my wallet. And I grabbed my knife. Your knife. Yeah. So you, you went over there with a knife. Well, like I said, I grabbed my keys, my wallet, my jacket, and then the knife. So what, what? You took the knife over there. If you don't take the knife over there, you don't, you know, just none of this happens. It's like, yeah, but I just, you know, my keys, my knife. Six years in prison, involuntary manslaughter. Mental note. I found the knife there. I took the knife away from him. I didn't bring that knife. So this guy in trying to big pants it with his girlfriend ends up murdering some cat and i asked him when did you do it and i only people i know who have that kind of recall like lottery winners i just met some guy at gold's gym he said i won a lottery i go when he goes september 15th 2001 (laughs) remember the day i remember my kids you know days my kids were born remember these days he remembers the day he murdered that guy Now, this guy's got the whole apartment complex terrorized. Whole apartment complex terrorized. And there's a twist. (laughs) Now, this ties into Kamzat Chimenev's story, but no, no, there's a twist. And the twist is that dude in his apartment complex in Palo Alto is African-American. 
The dude in the story in the Bronx is African-American. The girlfriend in the story in the Bronx was not African-American, nor was her sister, nor was the guy that got stabbed. If you've read the Substack, you you understand why I'm opening this way. <laughs> you know, I, I felt like I, I guess I felt like I had no contribution to make in the discussion of race, but I get dragged back and again and again, and, I, and my mother finally cemented it. Like maybe I do, maybe I have something to say that's enlightening. But it ties into this week's show because it ties into UFC 273 because. I don't know if you're going to rate these things as we rate uh, rate drugs. I, I woke up, I went to sleep late. I wrote the subsect at two in the morning. I got up for jujitsu at six. The room I sleep in, the space heater broke. And so I was freezing all night. So I had about four hours of very fitful sleep. But my mind is aflame, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt how it is I'm feeling today, and I feel like that drug that was delivered last night was lacking. Now, Steph is a Pollyanna. On the, I could yeah, cheat you a little bit on care, don't care. She was super excited about the night of fights. I was not super excited. I, I, I almost didn't watch... Volkanovsky and, and Korean Zombie. I did, but that would have had to that would have had to do something magical to save my overriding impression that we got sold some shitty drugs last night. But let's go back through in time. Volkanovsky, who you know I've been lukewarm on since I don't really believe. He beat Max Holloway either of those times. But let's not, let's not, let's not talk about that because that's not what we're here to talk about. I've warmed to the guy. The crazy weight gain, the weight fluctuation of being a 250-pound rugby player. To be, and I like what I can feel like is his intent and desire to, 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 to keep what is what what he believes is his. Sometimes the mere scintilla of doubt is what fuels the greatest fanatic. In this instance, people like me, who feel like who feel like uh, maybe he didn't actually win that fight, are probably providing with a certain type of fuel. Korean Zombie, I said to Steph, I said, "Well, this was a, a last minute replacement for Holloway." She goes, "No, this is what happened." Because I guess you weren't paying attention. What happened is Holloway suffered an injury. They take the fight away from Holloway. It turns out it wasn't that serious of an injury, but two days later, they had already booked another fight. Korean Zombie had the whole had a whole full training camp for this. Uh, no, no, Nash didn't hate the card too. Which was strange, considering I'm in first place and Nash is not. But he, he thought the card was all right. I, I was the one bringing up the red caboose and not digging on it. You can hear it tomorrow at noon when they go live with Care Don't Care. They're editing it now because we went off on some crazy tangents. The show went an hour and a half. 
So, so, so I warmed to Volkanovski, and and I, but I couldn't help but feel like this was a, a bullshit fight, right? Korean Zombie is not past it, but you know. And then they give you that this story. He's two months away from his kids, and you know this is the kiss of death. Oh, he's two months away from his kids, and the first thing the plane rides tomorrow. You know, um, you, you know the first thing you know you, 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 you tomorrow, and he's gonna get in a plane and go home. Oh no, he's not. I, there's a line from a I did a record called Chapel in the Pines with uh, Philippe Petit and Percy Howard, and there's a line that I wrote that's apropos for for Easter. And the line is that he is risen. He is risen. Oh, no, he isn't. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. You see this indentation here? I have two indentations. You see that one right there? That one came from when I almost brained myself with the door of the, of the, of the, of the new leased vehicle. I opened it in a rage and it caught me right here. And it was like somebody had stabbed me in the in the head with a sharp stick. This other one right here is from from uh, Chickenpox, so that's long standing. But this is also where your third eye is. Don't think I've forgotten about the three foot tall Hitler. We'll get back to that. Um, so so Korean Zombie is just getting fucked up, and um, it was one of those fights where. At the end of the third round, some are claiming, listen, all of you people who are complaining about Herb Dean not having stopped it soon enough, you should be glad that Dan Mergliata, uh, uh, that Dan Mergliata wasn't the ref. Because since that early stoppage, uh, that uh, early stoppage earlier in Mergliata's career, he will let you die in there. Not like Mazzagati, who's vision questing off doing something else. Mergliata will watch because he's not stopping anything prematurely. Go fuck yourself. He drew enough heat for that. Guy was like, I, I got to eat. <laughs> you chose to be in here. It's, it's on you. So if you look at Volkanovsky, um, at the beginning of the fourth round, he kind of like looks like a guy that Herb Dean over in the corner at somebody, anybody. Like, come on. It's like that story when I kept knocking that guy out at the Oxbow show in Camden in London. And finally, you know, I hit him really hard with the mic stand. And I was like thinking, you know, I'm, I'm going to kill this guy. Now, I'm not saying that, like, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, I'm actually going to kill this guy by accident. And so I finally said, uh, I said, uh, if anybody in the venue cares about this guy, knows him or cares about him, maybe you should get him out of here now. That would be it would be a good time. And they they oh, suddenly they rush forward. It's like, we well, in some kind of fugue state. These are people who would later say at my trial, it all happened so fast. I've been beating that guy up for 15 fucking minutes. What do you mean it happened fast? Herb Dean ignores it, but he's watching. Commentators go, Herb Dean is watching. And then he paced him in the middle of it. The corner doesn't throw in the towel. Forget about your corner throwing in the towel. These guys got to eat. I don't blame the corner guys. It's the ref's job. And so the ref waves it off and the fight is is done. How do you feel? How's that drug feel? 
It's like we always knew Volkanovski could win, but never quite so depressingly. I mean, I got it. You have a deal with ESPN and, and with Endeavor's got this thing where you got to have these belt fights. Come on. Can't you serve something up better for the guy? Okay. Well, okay. Let's get that out of my head. Let's look at the fight before. Oh, Aljamain Sterling. I retweeted somebody out, you know, uh, somebody somebody said this comment. Aljamain Sterling says, hey, now you got you guys didn't care about me before. Now you can go back to care, not caring about me. <laughs> and the guy goes, okay. Now, Steph has a memory of, it's good to have a friend like Steph. Uh, it's good. It's good to have a friend like Steph around. Because the guy comes, hey, you bet, you bet five long on the game. Like I never did that. And Steph was like, oh, no, actually you did because I wrote it down when you did it. I thought it was a bad move. I don't know why you did. Okay. So Steph has told me, and I'm hard pressed to believe it, but she told me, so I believe it. That a um that I'm a big algae. Apparently, I'm a big uh funk master uh, that i'm a big aljamain sterling fan well you know i live day to day <laughs> and his act since he got the belt ha- has 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 grown progressively more irksome to the point where i was sitting sorry for the people who are just listening on soundcloud uh i'm gonna uh, let me describe my face i'm gonna give you the gas face Look at third third base. They used to that. They took and they were the ones I think who 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 framed the the gas face, like you smelled gas. He pulls out the helmet. He's doing the rule guide. He's trying to get under Jan's skin. Now now I'm going to take a slight detour here. I'm going to take a slight D here to Mr. Crappenzano's trigonometry class. You've heard me tell a story before, so I'll keep it short. I hand in my test. He gives me he gives me uh, 85 on the test. I go, there's a 10-point question here. I got the answer right. Why don't you give me credit for it? Ah, Playboy, you didn't show your work. He always used to call me Playboy. I said, uh, yeah, I did it on the desk. Now, if Crappenzano had been smarter than the average bear, he would have said, which desk were you sitting at? But he didn't. He said, well, Playboy, if you come up to the board and show me the work now, I'll give you the 10 points. I go, okie dokie. And I show up and I do the work and I get the answer. He snatches the paper from me, gives me a 10. I get a 95 on the test. Because the first thing I did after that test was say to Kenny Ryer, a German friend of mine, who's very good at math, so how do you do this? And he told me, educability. A couple of things Funkmaster could have done after that last fight and realized this was a gift from God. And all the mistakes that I made that fight, I got to spackle that shit. I got a year to spackle that shit up. He had the surgery on his neck, had that taken care of since that was apparently causally connected to his performance, he says. And he started working. 
The mistakes he made last time, he didn't make this time. His neck was good. He didn't he didn't empty the gas tank too soon. He came bona fide owned second and third round, but but um uh but and he got under his skin. But let me tell you something. You put a body lock on me. I'm even talking the scrubs, some of the scrubs I train with. They put a body lock on me. Three and a half minutes left. Some of those scrubs might actually catch me. So the fact that Jan actually fought off, uh, John sagely pointed out the way they change the rule set. You don't get you don't get credit for defensive actions. But the fact that that uh, Jan you know could deal with three and a half. And then and somebody said, well, you know, Jan's a black belt in jiu-jitsu too. And then I got kind of angry. Between that show and now, I'm I'm not softening on Jan, but I didn't realize he was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. The fuck? There have been some talk about giving me my black belt. You should know I've rejected this. I've tried to shut it down. Uh, honest to God. People are like, oh, you try to use reverse psychology. No, let me explain it to you. I'm happier being a mediocre black belt than I am being an extremely shitty black belt. Mediocre brown belt, extremely shitty black belt. I'll take the former. I don't know. I don't know, Steph. I don't know where she's getting her information from. She's a topology. I don't know. She's paying attention closer than I am. That's what she said. But whatever. I'm still a yawn booster. I think he won that fight. I think he won one. I think he won four. And I think he won five. That ground control time doesn't look good. But of course, it has to be a series. The first one was an anomaly. The second one was close enough. Well, it was a split decision, right? It wasn't a unanimous decision. I don't remember. I don't have the sheet open in front of me. Now, now, I think he misspoke with round two. Anybody paying attention goes, you know, two and three were Sterling's, uh, four and five were Jan's, and one up for grabs. I say one was his. Yeah, and I was wondering, is he not being able to pull off this rear naked choke or is he now there there are situations in which I'll tie a guy up and I have no intent of putting on a submission. I just want to tire him out. But we're not hitting each other. But they but this is a this is the magic thing that was pulled because you know we, we've talked about winning by losing, losing by winning, and every permutation thereof. And if you feel better about Sterling today, I'd like to know who you are. Because I don't. And apparently, I'm not the only one. Up to and including the bald one. Who looked disgusted when he saw Buffer's notes. And then in, in the post-fight press, it says, we're going to, we're going to, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't know where the judges were. 
now, you know, and it seems like, you know, it's T- Sarah Longo. Speaking of which, it was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, I tell you. Weidman stands up. Crickets. Crickets. They flash the camera on DeSantis and people cheering and Anna says, my governor. You cheese-eating fucking prick. Let's ask all the dead seniors in that state if he's their governor. You can't, I guess, because they're dead. There's a reason why I call Florida Planet of the Apes and it does an injustice to apes. And this card was full of it. Hamzad and Caddy Roth and uh, and Darren Till being the big Bolsonaro. Hey, you know what? I'm going to have to sit this out, right? Let's separate politics from sports. Do we have to? Should we? I guess we're going to. GSP, there are two GSPs. There's the exciting GSP on the way to the belt, and there's a way you fight when you have the belt. There's an expectation that there's going to be a softening because you fight differently when you have the belt than when you're trying to get the belt. When you are trying to get the belt, all bets are off. You'll do whatever it fucking takes. When you've got the belt, all bets are not off, as evidenced by how Jan clearly trained for this. You will hear people say time and time again, you know, why should I change? Jose Aldo said this. I have no reason to change. Everything I've done has been right. I'm winning, right? Jan, it was clear to me, it was preparing for the sterling of yesteryear, not a sterling that had proved himself to be educable and had moved and moved the game ahead. And even then, I still believe he won the fight. So now we're going backwards in time, but like as time's arrow, you can imagine as we move forward through time, there's a souring that's occurring. So we go to Chamzad Shimeyev and 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 uh, Gilbert Burns, the, probably the most un un Brazilian sounding name in the world. Huh? Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and this guy tied into, you know, overreactive Brooklyn shit was finishing the fights and was like, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to kill the guy. Da, 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 da. You bring him on, carrying Lingajing over to the thing and throwing him down. And um, Listen, you need to go back and watch some of Tyson's fights. And somebody was saying on Care Don't Care, they were saying like, look, this is he just did what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to gene up the fight. He goes, he didn't do that because he was supposed to do it. He did that because he believed it. He believed, like Alexander the Great, that for this moment in time, for this blip in history, that the clouds had parted and God looked down on him and said, you. That's what he believed. I'm not giving him a hard time for that. I felt that at odd times. Usually when something really bad should have happened to me and didn't. You tend to take the good things for granted because, of course, you deserve them. So Hamsat says, you know, I'm going to kill, I'm going to go, I'm going to tiger, fuck these guys up. Overreactive Brooklyn shit and uh, shows up without the knife. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> JB's. Yeah, I thought cum shot was a good derivation. Uh, okay, so he gets in with Gilbert Burns, the least Brazilian, least Brazilian sounding name ever. Sarah has explained that to me. He says that people of, of impoverished means in Brazil like to give their kids American sounding names. And in fact, there's a guy who trains with us who's from Rio and his parents, name his name is Michael Douglas. And it gets even worse when they go to the hot, it's such an unfamiliar name in Brazil, apparently that when he was born in the hospital, they said, what's his name? And they said, Michael, and they didn't, they're not used to hearing it. So they wrote Mycon. His actual birth certificate name is Mycon. <laughs> Mycon Douglas, but everybody calls him Michael Douglas. <laughs> he just won, incidentally. He just won at uh, the Pan Am. So good, good for good for, for Michael Douglas. So He's been doing what he's supposed to doing. He's supposed to do, and he's the clouds have parted. God looks down and says, "You." Now you look at some of these old Tyson fights, and specifically, I think one of the fights, I think it was with Michael Spinks, and Spinks is fucking terrified. Now you know at this point in time that Tyson's talked about being terrified some of these fights, and you could feel not so much that Tyson Tyson took the edge off of his nerves. By doing blow before these fights, which he's now been very candid about. I don't know what your, your experience is with cocaine, but that kind of edgy dangerousness, perfect. Perfect. It's it's like you can feel that it's not like somebody who drank a lot of coffee. Somebody who would on crystal meth who maybe just have, you know, there's that, 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 that. Nah, there's a, there's a edge of danger with coke that's perfect perfect Spinks is fucking terrified watch the beginning of the fight he's fucking terrified terror fucking fight and he it was fear that lost him that fight I don't know that he would have won under any circumstance but it was fear I don't know you whatever you could have told that guy this guy is a professional boxer spends all of his time training for this and he got in with Tyson and was conquered by fear and that was working for for, for Kamsad he was having a hard time finding a fight you know and he'd become this media darling because he's a wrecking machine. He's just going to go. But let's keep in mind what really happened. Like we said on the last show last week or the week before, or maybe it was last week, Gil Burns had nothing to lose. It was a win, win, win calculation for him over the board. Takes a last minute fight against a monster that everybody's afraid of. But Gilbert was really highly mindful of the math. I'm fucking number two. I am number fucking two. Now, if this guy somehow gets out there and schools me, okay, then the problem is not mine. I still look like a champ for showing up. I had a short camp. I'm the man. I'm the company man. And he's like, oh, he's a little guy. He's going to do it. <laughs> there is some debate out there, and had I not picked Kamsa, there's a lot of debate out there about whether he won the fight, and I'm I'm willing to entertain that discussion. But from the first bell to the last, Gilbert Burns was like, you're not going to fucking punk me here. 
and you have to know, uh, you know, you, yeah, yeah, that Marvis Frazier thing. You have to know that people, the, the, the psycho monograph of people who, who do this thing, you're, there's a guy, and I'm not going to go into the story because I've already told it before, uh, a, a redheaded Russian cat whose family moved him to the Lower East Side in the 70s. See, he fought every day. And he became really good at it. And we were in the locker room in high school and uh, a big six foot five, 260 pound kid started fighting with him. And he goes, I don't want to fight you, you know, and uh, and uh, and I am egging the fight on, I'm, you know, and I'm not. These are proud moments. I'm not proud of egging the fight on and Bernard pushes him. And I was like, you take that. Yeah, I, I was friends with both these guys. I love I love Jack, the, the Russian guy, more than Bernard. But and <laughs> next thing, Bernard's laying on the floor with his nose bloody, looks up at me, goes, Thanks, Eugene. I, I just went in five minutes, I went from being the school badass to now being a fucking punchline. He didn't say that, but that was the thanks, Eugene. And Jack Clint Eastwood stood over him and said, I told you I didn't want to fight. You know, so, so, um, so, you know, that same thing, Gilbert Burns was, you're not going to fucking, oh, he's little, you cry after all your fights, your coach is going to cry, okay, 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 I'm going to try to kill you from the first bell to the last bell. And after, and he he almost succeeded. He was like, nah, not going out like that. Not today. Like a lot of us who train in martial arts, you have that traumatic thing that happens to you in your past, and you go, that's never going to happen again. See me on a solo tip. You better know that I'm strapped. They're not going to take me unawares. That's not going to happen again. Hamsat gets over to the mic. He's like, that was tough guy and like i said the key to succeeding here is to open the door only a little bit keep in mind the first time we saw johnny boney joni we're like oh he's a badass greco guy when he throws bonner all around the cage <laughs> he goes, oh yeah well he can't do shit on the ground he's just a greco guy hey you don't want to open the door but the comps hat's door is blown open you know who's happy it's like Fred Blassie said, when you were born, your parents were happy. Yeah. Your father wanted a boy and he was happy. Your mother wanted a girl and she was happy. Classy Fred Blassie. You know who's happy here? I'll tell you who's happy here. Usman's happy. Crappington is happy. Izzy is happy. Izzy said right before he goes, oh yeah, I'll entertain a fight with you. Show me something. You got to deal with Izzy's 85 inch reach? <laughs> you think at this point now you check out these these educable Nigerians? I know I interviewed Eugene Barman a, a a year ago. You don't think this guy is working on his ground stuff? Nah, 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 nah. These guys are all happy because because Comsat is money now and easy money. Easy money. I mean, uh, you know, and he's like, and so which which way? Diana Ross asks again. Tell me where the road turns. Okay, where? 
I mean, look, you had to expect some bumps jumping from 15 to 2. But at this point, he's not ready. He's not ready for Usman. He may not even be ready for Crappington, but he solves a lot of problems for both of them. He solves a lot of Crappington. If I'm Crappington, I'm sitting on top of the, the tank like Mel Gibson and, and Road Warrior. You guys want to get out of here? You come through me. Because all those cats he jumped over can't go back and fight them. Name me somebody that he could fight that you'd go, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't listen to what other people say half the time. I can't remember where Stephen John were on this take, but. So you you name some you name somebody else in that all the people he jumped to get to number two you name somebody else in there who is you know and at this point if you're if you're the first five underneath where he used to be there's no benefit I'm not I'm gonna help I'm doing this to help you no 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 sorry good luck with that you want to get to the front of the line now you fight the murderer's row that's at the front of the line. And that includes Crappington. I mean, <laughs> uh, so it was clear the door opened. What did we see? We saw a guy who was not confident in his ground. He's a ground and pounder. Wasn't confident with that dark science, that Brazilian jiu-jitsu trickery. Did not want that. Okay, so what's left? I didn't see an amazing kicking game. Izzy's at home checking that off. Uh, I did see an ability to take a lot of punishment. Yep, and Comsat's got that. There were flash knockouts. Guy bounced back. I don't know that bodes well for the long term, but... uh, he was saying that he was going to go down that that uh, Khabib lane. He made a promise to his mother or something that he wasn't going to continue. I'm going to get the championship belt, and then I'm I'm you're out. Oh, you you're out. Really? <laughs> Looks like your plan just got upended. And I don't take any glory from this. He was my pick to win. But let me tell you, I had to go to summer school one summer, and I came out of an environment I get. I went to like one of the best schools, high schools in America. To get in, you had to take a test. And if you were five points off at the passing test, you got to go to a special summer school. So I had to go. I didn't fail a test legitimately. I had never seen a fraction written with a with a slash. I'd always seen a, 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 a fraction written with a horizontal bar. I didn't know what the fuck those were. So, so, but I had come out of an environment where I was very popular with the young ladies. And there was a girl in, in the, in the, uh, in the summer school who would have been part of my freshman class in high school, was indeed part of my freshman class in high school. And it wasn't that great looking, but had a fantastic body, the kind of thing that would impress a 14 year old. And I was a 14 year old at that point. And I'm like, Hey, you know, we should get some lunch or something. And I'm like, Shut me down. Shut me down. Shit. I'm, I mean, I'm, this is, this is a charitable act on my part, baby. Can't you see? 
And it, there's that nothing, nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. The real sad and weak, when I realized, you know, my estimation of my talents and abilities doesn't jive with the rest of the world. Huh. How, how funny. How funny. Some people never get over that. Tom Sacco staggered up to that mic at the end. It was like, uh, 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 uh. so I'm not, I'm not willing to throw, throw in. I'm not willing to, to I'm not giving up on Tom Sacco. What'll be interesting to me is to see if it is a belief in predestination and, and, and the finger of God or, or, or if this is ego puffery, because if it's if it's a ladder, dude's done. He'll fold. His head is gone. If it's a ladder, I don't believe it is. I believe it's a former, and I believe like everybody else that he'll be the champion someday. But where does he go to get there? Now it becomes complicated. Now it becomes tri-level chess. Now it becomes: Do you have a guy who's willing to listen? Can you find a guy who's going to mind melt with a coach such that this is going to be good? Look at look at it again and look at what happens when he's in the corner and those cats are talking to him. I don't think he's in that place. They could have been saying Bastich, staplers, post-it notes, baloney. And it would have had the same effect. He wasn't listening. He wasn't listening. So, so he's, you know, Crappington solves a lot of problems for him. Crappington right away, they've got the built-in narrative of, you know, Kamzat being a gangster. This is a BMF belt kind of derivation. You shouldn't have called the cops. You know, he's got the whole, you're hanging out with a warlord thing and da, da, da. Um, I mean, I, if, if you could think of a better fight for Crappington, and those of us who hate Crappington, which I'm softening up on too, those of us who hate Crappington, uh, this is an opportunity to see him get beaten again. Those of us who 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 want to see Comstock pushed as he should ideally be pushed. They, so this is this is you can you can de-signify, you can just remove Masvidal from the equation and all that bit of uh, uh, distastefulness and just focus on a future that I'm talking about 2022. At this point now, we're just looking for fights to tide us over to Johnny Boney Joni. And I would accept, to keep me in the sport, I would accept Johnny Boney Joni and Stipe. I would accept Johnny Boney Joni and Nganu. In fact, that's what I want the most. I would not accept Johnny Boney Joni and Curtis Blades. I would not accept Johnny Boney Joni and Aspinall. Uh, um... So, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 look, I, I, I need some of these guys to stay relevant and solvent. Of course, Crappington pivots away from Masvidal and focuses on Comsat. These guys were struck. That's a good move for him because there's no, there's, there's no juice in that. You know, uh, Masvidal's fans will never be Crappington fans. Crappington will never, I mean, it's just, you know. Um, yeah, cr- uh, 
I think I think Crappington wasn't there because it's the you know I mean apparently he's not the king of well Jacksonville's not close to Miami either. Root Boy Slim and the Sex Change Band in jail in Jacksonville. It's a horrible thing to be incarcerated in the South. Great band. You should check out the song in jail in Jacksonville. <laughs> I was pretty high when the bus went down, nodding, smiling, and shuffling around. <laughs> what did he say? And he says, uh, well, nodding, smiling, and shuffling around. Uh, so he tells the cops to go. He goes, too bad all that cocaine was around. <laughs> they think you got nothing. Oh, I forgot about that cocaine. You know, a, a friend of mine was on a business trip in a hotel room, was high off of his ass. And he, he had forgotten that he had gotten a, a food service. And so the room service. So there's a knock at the door. They're bringing the food. He starts to go to the door and he answers the door. And there's a woman there. And the woman says, food service or room service. And then he remembers all of the party favors that he left on the on the on the on the desk. He says, fully dressed to the maid bringing the food room service, says, Give me a second, let me get dressed. He was already dressed. He was hoping for a Jedi mind trick. Goes back to the desk, covers up all of the party favors, which I guess you can only call them party favors if it's a party. And it's not, if it's one guy, it's not a party. But anyway, so then he goes back to the door to let in the room service woman who now is completely psychotically paranoid and opens the door and says, come on in. And she says, you first. And he goes like, no, no, no. She goes, you first. Didn't want him walking behind her, drops off the food, gets the fuck out of there. My friend told me. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> funny sideline. <laughs> So Compton. So now we got some other fights on the card. I, I picked Dern to win. I, I think you know there's all this kind of whining, complaining about Tisha. You know you're gonna go up against a Brazilian black belt. You got to realize sports entertainment. That standing, uh, uh, standing Kimura, body like Kimura. Hey, I'm completely fine with that. But if we're doing the times arrow thing and we're moving back through the clock, you got to understand we're not feeling better going either direction in this fight. If you were to turn it around and imagine going from Dern to Comside to, to Jan to Volkanovski, this is not, we're not looking at something like this. And going backward, we're actually, we're not, we're not going like this. Going, if possible, if you look at the fight going forward, we're going like this. And if you look at the fight going backward, we're going like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could make the argument, but who cares? Who cares? Dern won it. I was fine. Uh, uh, the guy who offered his entire tells a billionaire. I I have a friend. His fifteen year old daughter's dying from cancer. You, I don't think he said dying, but you got to be careful with that because the girl could be watching. Go what? I'm dying. You told me it was just got a few weeks. And he goes, I'm dedicating my whole purse, and you could just see the oh, you could just see the bald one painted, huh? Yeah, when I see the canceled check, I'll believe that the bald one paid it. That's pocket change for him. He should have paid it. That guy, I could see him backstage like, that mother. 
motherfucker put me on the spot like this. I'm dedicated my entire purse to taking care of. They go, no. And he goes, it was a great story. And he told it in a very Canadian way. It was a great fight. Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall had the best. Sage North, but what? Sage North, but Sage what? No, 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 what? He had the best. I mean, they brought him in because they thought he could make CM Punk look good. And he's held his own. It, it was almost sad to see him dispatched like this, but whatever. He had to realize that he was, it was part of his rock and roll fantasy. It was part of his MMA dream. You know, so, uh, I mean, he's still around. He's not gone, but you know what I mean. Uh, what other fights on the card were noteworthy? Going back. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Chad, Chad, I mean, that's what will make it interesting because after getting hit with the boomerang and then after getting side, side uh oh, yeah, Ian Gary, uh, side swipe. Now, listen. Uh, by uh, by uh, Boss Vidal. Maybe he's maybe he's modifying his, his talk. I forgot about Ian Gary, who I picked, and he won. And uh, Steph and I got into a big argument about Ian Gary today. And she's like, "He's young. He's only twenty three. He's out there trying." And and it's like, "Oh yeah, I can I hear all of what you're saying. I hear everything that you're fucking saying." However. If you show me a map and, and, and I say, I say, what is that a map for? Well, I found a leprechaun and this is a map to where he keeps his gold. I could say that you're young. I could say that your plan needs work. Or I could just say you fucking suck and that's a crazy plan. <laughs> he comes out. With this warmed over Connor Mc rapist anal rapist bit, and it's like, but you, like, you, you didn't. We all we all saw that already. You you know that, right? Like we all saw that. You you, you know that. Did you see us seeing it? Maybe okay. I got you were twenty three, but we saw that when he said, you know, I didn't come to take part. We come to take over. Come on, everybody. You know, Greg Ginn once said to me, there's nothing worse than a band begging an audience to, to participate. Mash it up. Mash it, mash it up. Gary, she goes, all I'm saying is that there's room for development. You shouldn't throw the towel in on the guy yet. And I was like, his problems were not cage problems. His problems are cosmetic, but those will never not be a problem with him because people are not going to say to him, what are you doing that? This fucking dummy who's just getting fucking arrested for six auto violations. Were you invoking his name like it's something? Ian Gary, I might pick him again, but he's... Listen, you got to understand something. First of all, first of all, the upside to Gary is what? They don't have... There's no high school wrestling in England, right? So first of all, so with the exception of you have to join... If you have an art school guy like Dan Hardy and you have parents who have money, you can join a wrestling club, but they don't have it in the schools. So you already have that whole category guy who's going to be who's going to be weak on the ground. You know, yes, yes, I know Weeks was supposed to beat him, blah, 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 blah. No, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. 
I mean, that in fact, so now we have a fight bookended, and there were a couple of fights in the beginning. I watched it from the very beginning. Saw the first one was hauling bags of gravel during the second, the first woman's fight, but the second fight on the card. So I don't know, I'm got spotty on that. But this is it's like a weeble wobble. <laughs> no matter what end you look at this fight, it all comes up the same way. Man. And his next fight, Luke and, and Bilal Muhammad. Does anybody need this? Does anybody, anybody, any of us, any of us, any of you, I'm missing something, right? Olyanik was great. However, Olyanik was great because uh, I'm an old guy and I'm an old big guy. And that was old big guy jujitsu. It was dirty. It was lumbering. And it was scary all at the same time. Now, I'm 219 now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bilal is, a, well, he's been educable. Bilal has been educable and has picked up some tricks from time to time, but he's not a super exciting, you know. I spent, I started watching at three. I didn't, I didn't, uh, seven hours, seven fucking hours. And I feel like an idiot. I don't feel good. I feel very much like that time I uh, took an overdose of ketamine and passed out in front of a Beavis and Butthead Maranathon and tried to call my roommate to at least turn the TV off. And all I could manage was, ah. And so for the next six, seven hours, I could open my eyes and I could close my eyes. And that was it. Seven hours of you said balls i mean that happened to a friend of mine in the 80s so yeah uh, uh, ufc 273 yeah oh you stayed awake for it i'm glad it was worthwhile but that's the thing in the ketamine state i couldn't even concentrate on the jokes enough to be amused by it <laughs> so it was all like the same five seconds <laughs> seven just seven hours of it <laughs> i mean my friend so i don't know what to tell you luke and, and i think luke will beat Bilal again i don't know why we're watching the fight again i have no idea yeah mike judge is funny so let's see uh go read the substack it's called uh, black anti-blackness it's got a picture of me and i got a link to the to the tv show that i was in that i referenced it's somewhere in the middle i, I hate to make you watch your whole show i would have given a timestamp, but i didn't know how to do that so we have this show that you've gotten to the end of you got uh, the substack monday you got care don't care Tuesday is Nash's turn on If the Shoes Fit. Thursday, I'm going to go meet uh, Macy Gray. So good for me. I'm going to try to get a haircut so I look presentable. Next week, there's a cone. I have two cares on the card, a 14-fight card. Two cares. Sunday, there'll be a new substack, and there'll be a new uh, uh, show stomper. Until then, don't die. Until then, don't die. We'll see you soon. You know how we end the show? With the name of the Substack. Look what you made me do!
Tonight, Blase. 